Welcome into another episode of the Happy Healthy Humans podcast. It is I, the one and only Coach Manny. On today's episode, we have the very lovely, talented, and driven Whitney Way. Some of you guys know Whitney. Um, she is the owner of City Star Brewery. She is a wife, she is a mother, and she is a fitness enthusiast as well. And on this podcast, we talk a little bit about her, kind of what started uh, City Star Brewery, how they adapted during COVID, and just how she balances her life as a mom, wife, business owner, and still sets time aside for herself. This was a great talk. Whitney is a super awesome and genuine person, and it was such a pleasure to have her on the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, Whitney. Yellow. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you enjoying this spring weather? Oh, it's it's Colorado fantastic. Isn't it lovely? I mean, it's it's moisture we need, so I'll I'll take it, and, yeah. and I'm okay, I'm okay with it not, you know, making the roads gross yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. As long as we don't have a uh, a repeat of our blizzard of the century that happened about a month ago, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think we will, but I yeah. totally agree with you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Let it come. Well, cool. Well, first off, thanks for doing this with me, and. I got to get the record straight. I call you Wit all the time. Is that okay? Or do you prefer Whitney? Oh, yeah. Wit is totally fine. Okay, Wit, cool. Whitney. It's okay. I'm not particular. Yeah. Cause I can, I sometimes get in trouble because I like to be cool and call people like by cool, like short <laughs> names. And they're like, no, say my full name, please. So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> and anyway, but yeah, thanks for doing this, dude. I'm super stoked to kind of chat with you a little bit. Um, I've always found you. Uh, as a very fascinating person, and I just kind of enjoy the life that you live, and I just felt the need to share it with everybody. If you're okay yeah. with that, well, well, thank you. Yeah, it's been nice to get you, get to know you more in person and mm-hmm. in real life as well. So yeah, 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 absolutely. And 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 to let people know, you and I were like Instagram friends for at least what like four months. I feel, <laughs> and then and then finally, once things started to open up, I was like, "You're Whitney. You're my you're my Instagram friend." So. It's, it's always kind of interesting to, to meet somebody online first. Um, like I was kind of excited to meet Kinsey this last yeah. week in real life <laughs> and almost a little starstruck. Cause I was like, Oh, you're Kinsey. I just yeah. watched how great you did. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, it, it. isn't it so weird? Like how like starstruck you can become. And most of them are just like normal people. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's dive into this. Winnie, can you tell me just a little bit about yourself who you are, um, kind of what you do for work, what you do for fun, kind of all that stuff. Okay. Uh, my name is Whitney Way. I live in Berthoud. My husband and I own City Star Brewing in Berthoud. Um, so that's kind of a, our first child. And then we have two young boys that are six and three. So all of that is uh, a lot of our lives. And then, um, yeah, I'm really passionate about uh, CrossFit, uh, health and fitness. So I was introduced to CrossFit probably, gosh, about 10 years ago. And, um, you know, kind of life took me different trajectories and was able to pick it back up a few years ago. And, um, yeah, it's a great, kind of a great outlet in my life. Um, goes well with, with being a parent and running a business. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
aside from that, yeah, I love to adventure and get out and about. Uh, we bought a vintage Airstream a couple years ago. So, um, you know, we've enjoyed getting out on some, we call it the way stream. So out on some adventures. Um, we, we didn't get out last year um, as much as everybody else who went and bought an RV, but hopefully mm-hmm. we can we can change that this year. So um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed, uh, it seemed everybody was, um, buying fishing, camping and RV stuff as soon as, uh, the world opened up in June. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. The, the lakes were busy. I mean, out outdoors was busy, which I mean, it's great to, you know, Mm -hmm. for people to be out and active enjoying the outdoors, but, um, it's just interesting development for sure. (laughs) Big time, big time. Awesome. Um, so, you said you own City Star Brewery. When did you and your husband open it up? Um, kind of give me a little background on that. What sort of prompted you to sort of go that route? Because I'm sure that was, if if I understand, that was kind of before the whole microbrewery scene exploded, right? Yeah, it was. It was early on. So when you kind of saw, I mean, microbreweries were a thing. But this our the concept that we opened up with this taproom centric concept um, was newer, and so we were kind of early on in that. Uh, we opened in 2012, and my husband John was a home brewer and um, kind of trying to break into professional brewing. And my parents owned a um, an import bead business, B E A D. Mm-hmm. Um, people always hear bees when I say yeah. that. Um, and I actually worked, I worked for them managing that business and they, uh, moved their business into this, um, big building in downtown Berthet and offered us the opportunity to rent one side from them. And at the time I, um, you know, I just jumped in to help with, uh, paperwork, licensing, that sort of thing. Cause that's kind of, um, I like, or I like spreadsheets and organizing mm-hmm. things. You're one of those people. I, I totally am. <laughs> I'm such a dork. And, um, but yeah, so, you know, not expecting it to turn into, uh, my profession and, uh, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into and, and dove in and it took us about a year to get open. Um, and we had to, we were so busy. It was actually years before we, you know, hit meet met the sales of that opening night. That's how busy we were. We kind of, we always joked that Berthoud was, um, was thirsty. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was in 2012 that we opened, um, you know, and, and Berthoud is this, you know, right adjacent to Loveland, just a great small, um, small community and it, it's growing, but still has this great small town feel and, um, the communities really embraced us, um, which we're really fortunate of. So anyway, so I uh, was operating my own import business. Um, it was called uh, Little Mango Imports, importing Guatemalan fabric. Um, but yeah, once we had kids and kind of um, got years into operating City Star, um, you know, I kind of dove into that. And since it wasn't originally my pa- my passion, you know, over the years, I've kind of had to look back and there was a, a point where um, I had to kind of look at what I was doing and say, what is it that I am passionate about this and just kind of um, evaluate, you know, how I felt about um, brewing and craft, the craft beer scene in the industry and, you know, just to help understand what I was doing in my life. And, you know, I really came to the conclusion that I love the community, that the craft beer community is, um, 
is really awesome. And I mean, very similar to the CrossFit community in ways, um, you know, and I love creating experiences and, and events and bringing people together. Um, so that's kind of, you know, once I kind of wrap my head around those pieces, that's what I continue to focus on um, with City Star um, and managing a, a fun team and, and all that goes along with that. So mm-hmm. big time. No, that is that is super awesome. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always curious as to your probably I think right before the pandemic. For me, at least personally, I think a lot of us were just kind of on this high. Like, I don't know, I feel like everything just seemed to be going great. Um, and I think it's all relative now, looking back on the on the pandemic, how it kind of shut everything down. Um, you know, when COVID hit, you had to close. Um, what can you just kind of talk a little bit about that? I mean, especially being community based and, and serving your team and your members and, uh, you know, your community how did that sort of affect you? And I guess, how did you sort of pivot so quick to, you know, maybe go to deliveries, closing the tap room, kind of all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. I have a lot in my head right now. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I hit it all. Um, so as a business going into 2020, we were in this really um, fortunate space. We spent 2019 paying off debt. We'd come off of several years of expanding our tap room, working really hard. Um, so we paid off all this debt in 2019. And it's interesting because around the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, there was kind of this, I had this uneasy feeling of, you know, what's next? Like, what are we doing? You know, a lot of uh, breweries, especially in the last few years, there's been this um, momentum and, you know, maybe not just breweries, businesses in general, you always kind of feel there's this sense of, you know, what, what's next for us? What are we building towards? What's our expansion? What's the next step? And that was a common question we would get as well. And there was this uneasy feeling a little bit of, we don't have a next step. Like this is what we're doing. And over the years we have kind of made some interesting business decisions and um, actually pulled back from some wholesale sales because we decided that wasn't smart for our business and contracted in certain ways. Um, but because growing bigger doesn't mean that you're necessarily growing a better business. Sometimes you're just working harder. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that all comes, you know, and then go. So going into the pandemic, we were I was super fortunate to not be in the middle of a construction project or something like that, um, that weekend leading up to St. Patrick's Day, we actually had one of our biggest events of the year (laughs) (laughs) um, that we host. Um, It's this uh, rainbow beer flight, something that I come come up with these beers. I'm super excited about every year, excited to present them to people, and it's really fun. And it was this really uneasy weekend. And, you know, we were changing things throughout the weekend and people were coming, we were busy, people were coming in and they were telling us how happy they were to see that we were busy. Um, And the community was, you know, happy for us. And then, you know, Monday, I think it was Monday night, we were shut down um, because Tuesday was St. Patrick's Day. And so Tuesday morning, um, John and I, my husband. And I managed to, we work really well in crisis. We just were able to bounce ideas off each other. And um, we just, part, we're really great partners. And so we immediately, we, we got on, you know, 
we worked with some of our connections. We got a crowler seamer. A crowler is a cross between an aluminum can and a glass growler. Um, it's a to-go hmm. option. It's a, like a large can. Um, and we currently, we were doing some bottling, but we, we weren't canning. Um, we weren't really focusing on packaged beer because we were a taproom-centric brewery. Our model was to bring people in and have them enjoy their experience in our establishment. And so anyway, we pivoted quickly. We, um, we started filling crawlers that week, um, built an online store, set up online options. Um, I actually, to that Tuesday morning, woke up with a tickle in my throat. It turns out <laughs> I couldn't smell the next week. And, oh, shoot. And uh, after, you know, I never, I didn't get a COVID test. But later that year when I donated blood, I did have COVID antibodies. And nice. so I, I likely started that whole shutdown process with COVID myself. <laughs> it was all because of you. <laughs> Dang it. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, right. Fortunately, I do. I, there is nobody in my circle who got sick. Um, so I, I fortunately don't think I passed it on and, <laughs> and stayed home. Our, our staff, we just have a really amazing crew. So we immediately, we, um, we all communicate in an app. We use Slack, um, mm -hmm. an app to communicate within and, um, just immediately kind of, um, worked with everybody in our crew. So, you know, yes, John and I kind of made decisions quickly, but also, um, gathered, you know, feelings from our entire staff and ideas. And, um, because we had to determine what were our hours going forward. So we never closed. I mean, we weren't shut down. We, that Tuesday we opened for to go sales only. We had abbreviated hours, um, worked in teams of two and we constantly kind of changed. We, those first couple of days, people came into the bar, um, to order. And then we ended up moving everything outside um, our poor staff were setting up our city star tent out front on the sidewalk every day for a while. Um, but yeah, just kind of pivoted, um, did some fun pickup events. Uh, we, uh, we had one of my staff, uh, one of my crew members ideas was to do this beer at forward program where you could buy a beer, um, with a message for someone else. So we filled, oh, we filled our, that's cool. yeah. So we filled the front windows with these sticky notes so people could walk by, and they could kind of see these fun messages, um, you know, and I think the town in general, everything was looking a little bleak and there was these sad signs and all these closed windows. So it was just kind of this, mm -hmm. this bright, um, something bright for people. So um, that was just one particular thing we did. We kept all of our staff on, um, all of our part-time staff um, who normally rely on tips. We guaranteed you know their hours and we guaranteed their tip levels based on what they were receiving the month prior so just mm -hmm. hoping and assuming that the government funding would come through we kind of promised to do that and um and the you know government funding did come through and i think we really benefited by keeping our staff on we didn't have to rehire later in the year so there was just a a lot of um decisions that ended up being smart decisions. Uh, we started doing targeted deliveries. I was driving, I was driving deliveries, um, <laughs> Friday too. And I mentioned we had little kids, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, hence, hence why I look up to you so much. <laughs> uh, Friday evening, I was driving deliveries to Johnstown and Milliken 
Saturday was Lions, and then we were kind of trying out some other targeted um, delivery areas. But we did that until the taproom reopened, and that was really great. Um, we sourced a canning line. Uh, my husband drove to Michigan and picked up, so we did start canning um, because we couldn't fill those crawlers fast enough that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so just dove into canning. We we still we sell cans through the tap room. That's kind of our still our model. We're not distributing much outside of the tap room. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the pivot. You know, the tap room. We have uh, one big room in the tap room that I actually the uh, the gym that I was going to before the CrossFit gym Alluvium closed at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and sold all their equipment. So I was able to buy mats and a barbell and weights. So I actually mm-hmm. converted the tap room into my personal gym <laughs> and yeah, uh, I, I, I would have much rather the tap room been open, but it was also a pretty awesome space. So absolutely. Yeah. I watched some of your videos of, of you snatching doing workouts <laughs> and I was like, that is cool. <laughs> so neat. So yeah. So, I mean, way to, way to make a, a lemonade out of lemons. Right. Um, you know, and one thing I can I can appreciate too is kind of just what you did with your staff. You know, and I, I know there was a lot of uncertainty for business owners first off, but then for for staff as well, and especially when that's you know their their job or even part time job or whatever. Um, you know, that's income, and so for to, to be put in that situation, and for you to be able to hold on to them too. You know, I feel obviously they probably respect and appreciate you guys far more than um, anything you could have ever done because you guys made it work. You know what I mean? And I think that's uh, valuable from, you know, a business owner sense is, you know, you treat your staff right and they're going to do wonders for you type thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and they have been so appreciative. We we do have a really, really great crew. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, that was a smart decision and I, I can look back and, you know, be really happy um, that we made some of the decisions that we made. There's honestly not much I would have done differently in the last year, um, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, Perfect. Well, and some good things came out of it, right? I mean, you still got to go through the, the canning process, even though you're not distributing. Like, you know, now there's people who do enjoy the community aspect of it, but they also go for the product, you know? So it's a win-win. Go for the community, take some of that home, Oh, definitely. Yeah, it definitely adds a component to our business. And then we've been able to kind of pivot and change some of the events that we host. Um, Like normally we do a Labor Day event called Flapjack Day that um, is actually a throwback event to something they used to do in Birthed in the 50s. Uh, normally we do this big free pancake breakfast. It supports the Birthed Historical Society. We line the streets with old cars. Um, and so this year we actually filled crawlers of pancake mix and then we, that we mm. batched together and then the sales of those still supported the birth at historical society. Um, so yeah, we, when we normally do breakfast beer flights or breakfast themed beer flights. So instead we did a four pack of the four beers so people could take those to go, um, or come enjoy the flight in the tap room. So kind of offer, offer both options. Wow. I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I don't know. I, you know, I know between Kinsey and myself, you know, we did a lot of, uh, for our own businesses, we had to do a lot of pivoting, right? Same thing. Um, you know, so to kind of see how businesses uniquely still operate, like it, it's just so cool to see just 
the different avenues that you could have gone and and again not feeling sorry for yourself or for the situation but being like let's like let's go let's make this let's make this happen you know yeah and um, then take that is and amazing. then take and learn from it you know what you yep. know even with the gym you know what have you done this last year that you're going to adopt moving forward or change it it's totally shaken things up mm-hmm. absolutely no i i dig it and then you know, kind of talking about that a little bit. First off, you do have your boys help you with the canning <laughs> process, right? Oh yeah, they're they're capable <laughs> of la- they they can label beer. They they try Love to help it. with artwork, um, but yeah, no, they they spend a lot of time with us. Um, you know, we we actually we we live about a block from the brewery. We the um, my kindergartner's school is nearby, so we we kind of do a lot within our radius and we just go back and forth, you know, from work with them in tow uh, when they aren't in school. So, um, yeah, that is but awesome. yeah, they're definitely going to grow up, you know, knowing what hard work <laughs> is and uh, joining in, in the process. And they, they are, they are proud. Um, you know, we hear stories of them talking to other people and, and telling them, Oh, our parents work hard and I help them. And, you know, they're mm-hmm. very proud of it all. And, and that's something that um, I think is going to be great as they grow older. So. Absolutely. No, I think it's, it's amazing. And, you know, I, I personally kind of grew up with my dad with that mentality of working hard, you know, there was no summer vacation, winter breaks, anything like that. Even if there was a snow day, (laughs) we weren't staying home. We had to get our work clothes on and go freeze and install doors or cabinets or something like that, you know, but when it came, when it came time to the real world, like, we had to, like, we knew how to survive, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I, and, and that was seeing in Santa Fe, right? Very yes. cool. And yes, yes, wood, yes. woodworking, is that what your family's business was? Yeah. Yeah. That's what my, yeah, that's what my dad did. And my whole family were, were contractors. Um, so obviously my dad did a lot of work for, you know, his brother and brother-in-law and stuff. And yeah, it's, it was fun. It was fun to say the yeah, least. Yeah, and so cool to learn, you know, the hands-on, hand these hands-on skills that you can use for the rest of your life. <laughs> big time, big time. No, it, it really is, and it's and it's even you know cool with in, within the gym setting. A lot of the, I mean, from a business standpoint, a lot of money that can be saved because you know I am able to do that project um but even like you know home projects and then i i finally after three years of dating i made kinsey a stand i kept telling her i'm like i'm gonna make you a stand i promise i promise <laughs> and then when she got into the sintero shops i was like i got you homie i have I, I i will do this for you so no it's it's definitely something i'm always grateful for you know it's just uh for me fitness was my passion um you know and it took me a long time to to realize that doing framing, roofing, construction, woodworking to realize, you know what? I'm good at this, but it's not what I enjoy. Yeah. That's good to, sometimes it's hard to sit back and, and realize that and own it and then pursue it and make, uh, make it happen. So that's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Big time, big time. Well, and it's, and it was scary because I knew construction so I can Mm -hmm. go and even if I could fake it, I could fake it that much, but fitness, you know, wasn't really, um, something I had a lot of experience with other than me working out and, and sports and whatnot. So yeah, it was uh, definitely scary, but I think it's all worked out. I'm pretty sure it's worked out pretty good so far. So, <laughs> um, so I always like to ask this because a lot of people just tell me they don't have time for 
is spending time with their kids, for working out, for having alone time, for running their business. What have you found that's been very successful for you? Um, Because you are extremely busy. It seems you're always on the go. You're spending all the time with your kids, with your husband, with the gym, with the brewery. You know, what do you, what have you found that's been successful with kind of having that balance and still, you know, enjoying it and not thinking like, oh man, well, I still got to go home and make dinner or anything of the sort. Yeah, Does that make definitely. Sense? Um, you know, it's something that I'm still working on. I think I'll, you know, be working on for a long time, but I think it's, it's really important to prioritize um, what is important to you. And I think, you know, prioritizing yourself is really important. And there was a point after I had uh, my second child when he was about six, seven months old that I said, all right, I, I need to get back into CrossFit. I, you know, before I had kids, I did, I did some CrossFit my whole life. I um, have done sports. I grew up doing martial arts. Uh, You know, I, I, I grew up knowing that moving needed to be a part of my life or, and, um, so that I was no stranger to that, but after having two kids, it was like, all right, I need to, I need to join a CrossFit gym again. I need this. Um, and some of it was just to have that me time. And so that was a point in my life where I really prioritized that. And it was tough. I had, you know, to go work out, I needed, you know, my sister might watch the boys, um, my husband, if he wasn't also working, um, or my parents. So just trying to juggle. Um, but I made it happen. And now they're getting a little bit older to an age where I can bring them when I go work out, um, or go work out when they're at school or doing something else. So, um, that's one piece of my life that I have managed to prioritize. Um, that is very important to me because it is, um, my physical well-being. But also, there's a lot of mental health um, involved with exercising. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of one piece. And then, you know, there's certain things I, especially when we opened City Star and started becoming involved in the community. Um, you know, I served on a um, a port committee with the town, a uh, parks and rec committee. I was an ambassador with the chamber in town and kind of started doing certain certain things and was asked to do more. Um, and then once I had kids, I, I had to learn to say no. Uh, so that was another mm-hmm. really important tool is saying no. And, um, you know, I've actually gotten to a point in this last year where I've told a couple people, you know, I, I might not say no to that now <laughs> um, as I start to have more time. But that was really important for a while as well. Um, but yeah, it hasn't always been easy. Anytime we are in a construction project where my husband, John is really busy, um, you know, it needs to focus on what he's doing to do it. Well, um, we just have to find balance. And, uh, sometimes I do need to step back and, um, focus on living in the moment and enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I also sometimes need to, I will be very particular, um, about how things are done. And sometimes they also have learned to let things go a bit. So, um, mm-hmm. John and I talk about, uh, with respect to our business in particular, we have this 80, 20 rule. If, 
we have somebody else do something, if they do it at least 80% of what we would do it, that is okay. Um, because we can't expect an employee to have the same passion and care quite as much about a project as if they were an owner. Um, so that kind of has helped as well too, but that's kind of a few things just jumping around and I'm still definitely working on that, uh, balance in life and I could really use a vacation right now we're working uh working towards some sort of an adventure vacation and I shouldn't use the word vacation uh when we travel with our kids it is definitely an adventure and we are making memories but we are not relaxing (laughs) on vacation (laughs) nope nope I swear I always uh I always come back more tired from vacation and I'm like I don't I don't think that's how it's supposed to to work but if you can budget a day when you get back sometimes I think that helps a a day and you don't tell anybody that you're back that day um is the trick yep (laughs) a nice buffer day okay cool I'll remember that I'll definitely remember that that is awesome and then um I guess too you know obviously as your boys get older and as you kind of progress in, in your business and whatnot, like it's always going to be a a battle, right. To sort of say like, well, what does my free time now look like? You know, where you before, you know, you didn't have much when they were younger, but now that you said they're in school, you can take them to the gym and stuff. I I guess it's always evolving, right. As far as finding time and prioritizing. Yeah. I mean, especially as they get older and into more activities and, I mean, I think it's all a balance and I, I think everybody in our family, you know, we'll figure it out as they get older, but everybody kind of contributes mm-hmm. to the family and the household and it's not all about any one of us um, necessarily. But I also think, you know, my mm-hmm. kids need to see, you know, it's important that they're seeing, you know, my husband and I both also pursue things that make us happy and benefits our relationship yep. and we can set this great example for our kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Well, cool. Well, Whitney, I always, always, always like to finish off the podcast with some rapid Uh-oh. fire questions. Um, yeah, these are always fun. I love asking these because I guarantee you tonight um, or tomorrow you're going to wake up and be like, oh, I should have said this. Why did I say it wrong? So I always love them. But anyway, so. All right, I'm ready. ready. All right, let's go. Uh, favorite documentary. You've already stumped me. The movie (laughs) documentary. I just, I I haven't watched a lot lately. Most of them I've watched lately are like the Beastie Boys documentary or. (laughs) That's, I mean, it's a documentary. Yeah, but I don't know that I have a favorite. This is one I'm going to think of tomorrow. All right, think of it. Think of it tomorrow, and then you could tell me whenever <laughs> I see you next. <laughs> and then, and then I'll just make a separate podcast just to go back. I'll be like, these are all of Whitney's changed <laughs> rapid fire questions. Um, what is your favorite fitness product that you've ever purchased? Oh. Um... I don't know. I don't know yeah. why that's so hard. I really like my bag that I'm using right now. Is, is that an okay, okay answer? I have a hat. Oh, yeah. I have a hat. I yeah, like too. It... I have a hat that says, um, okay. uh, what does it say? Live in the, I can't remember what the hat says. I have a hat that I like. Wow. <laughs> I, th- these wow. are really, so we, I was joking about, I was joking about the follow-up podcast, <laughs> but I think now it's definitely a thing. 
I kind of thought it would be the barbell that you had because then during quarantine, everyone was, you know, I pulled the barbell apart at one point. It has all these, it has these poor broken earrings and I tried to give that poor barbell <laughs> some love. We greased the bearings and I mean, it was super fun to pull it apart, but um, yeah, I yeah, mean, it was a great yeah. purchase. I, I don't know if I, at yeah, this point I, it's in the back. It, I don't have a garage at home. I don't have anywhere to use it. So it's actually in the back of my husband's old truck with the weights Freezing. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, you can get good money for that. I'm not now. ready to sell it though. Okay, okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I was just putting the bug in the ear. All right. Um, what is your favorite non-traditional form of exercise? Traditional form of exercise. Um, you know, I I grew I I grew up doing. I, I did martial arts for almost 20 years, um, which is a huge part of my life. And that's actually what led me to CrossFit. So I could say that I also was into ski racing, uh, through high school and coach, coach ski racing. Okay. So maybe all those, I mean, both of those are fairly non-traditional. So, um, mm-hmm. I can dig it. I've done neither. <laughs> so I would definitely consider a non-traditional. <laughs> all right. If you could put a billboard anywhere in the world, what would it say and where would it be? Um, man. And no, it can't be, it cannot be an advertisement for city. Yeah. You know, I, I've been, uh, I've been thinking a lot about sign pollution and I, it's gotten so bad this last year, anywhere you go, you go into the post office and there's (laughs) literally like 10, 20 things all over, all over the doors. And, um, I have, and this is a bit of a tangent. I apologize. It's also giving me time to think about my answer. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I love it. But I, I really think that if there is more than two, maybe three signs up in any given place, people aren't absorbing that information. Um, but I, I just mm-hmm. feel like sign pollution is so out of control. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know about putting up a billboard. That seems crazy. I mean, if I put up a billboard, I think it would need to, you know, say something that made people smile. You know, I, 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 okay. I love when there is a sort of sign or a bumper sticker or somebody's note that I don't even know what it is off the top of my head, but something that, you know, almost everybody looks at it and makes them smile. And it's not an advertisement, just something that's feel good. So maybe out on I twenty five where that's nobody awesome. cares about sign pollution a lot. <laughs> okay, I like that. I, I mean, from that, I guess you could probably on the billboard say yeah. no more sign pollution. But it's a, you but know, it's a sign. You could maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, I don't know if that's an oxymoron or ironic. I don't it's know. Something. I, I don't know those terms. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's something like that. Um, Okay, what is your first 60 to 90 minutes of your day look like? Uh, coffee. And Perfect. It, it just depends on if my kids are up or not yet. Usually they get up and uh, <laughs> want to come snuggle. And we get up and do coffee. I I look at my phone first thing in the morning. I know that you're not supposed to. It can you can you start reacting right uh. away and uh, and that does totally happen, but I do. I kind of like to sift mm-hmm. through everything. And then, um, yeah, I mean, usually it's kind of focused on breakfast and getting everybody kind of going for the day. If I can go work out first thing in the morning, that's really great. 
uh, to get it out of the way, especially if mm-hmm. I can get out of the house before anybody's awake. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. All right. And the last and most important question ever, does pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, sure. Perfect. So we can be friends. <laughs> I like pineapple. We can be friends. Yes, same. I love, 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 love pineapple. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Whitney, for for hopping on here and kind of sharing your story and and City Star and whatnot. And if you guys, I, I have yet to go oh, down, no there, so I do all. apologize. However, Kinsey and I have been talking nonstop about going down there, and preferably when the nine seven zero Taco Man is there, because that just Sundays. seems to be a, a great, a great time. Sundays, yes. So. Kinsey and I are going to head down there. But if you guys haven't been to City Star Brewery, please do. Go hang out with Whitney and the gang. They're super awesome. She's actually really, really cool. Um, so, yeah. Well, thanks, thanks again for, for coming on me. here. Thanks for having me, Manny. I, I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. And uh, being so welcoming and uh, welcoming in the lifting classes at CrossFit Loveland. That's been really, really fun lately, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. Well, just wait. I'm nice to you now. Once I start critiquing you, though, you're going to hate me and you're going to oh, be like, I, I never want to come feedback. here again. I but love getting anyway. hollered at. If I don't get hollered at, I'm like, why is Perfect. nobody giving, why is nobody yelling at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is no one watching? This is bullshit. Anyway. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks again, Whitney. Right, I appreciate thanks, it. Annie. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye.